Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Pit Crew Online's Pitcast, from the fans for the fans. I'm Deputy Editor James, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, W Series and Road to Indy driver, Sabra Cook. Hi Sabra, how are you doing? Hi, thank you. I'm good, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Sabra's joining us from uh, the airport after her last <laughs> Indy yeah. Pro 2000 round in mid-Ohio. How did that weekend yes. go for you? Um, it was up and down. The, our pace was definitely a lot better than Road America, so I was I was really happy with the improvements and the step forwards. Um, the race on um, Wednesday, we had the first race, and I finished 11th in that one, got passed on the last lap when I was 10th. I was running out of <laughs> fuel, so I was just trying to hang on. And then um, uh, going into the, the next day, um, we had another quality, and then the first race... Um, I was actually, I would have finished P9, but we had a miscommunication with the team, unfortunately, mm. um, and got, got the radios mixed up. And so, um, ended up, uh, costing us and finishing P12 instead. And then the final race, um, I got crashed on the first lap in turn mm. two. So damaged the side pod at floor, diffuser tray, and, uh. I think maybe a tiny bit of a little bit bent on the right rear suspension. So, uh, that's gutting. Um, so yeah, you've been, wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've been back on track in America recently, like I said, with the Indy Pro 2000 and also the SCC Super Tour. How has it been returning to racing after quite a long break? Uh, I mean, it's it's normal, I guess. But um, the break was. It, I feel like the break went by faster than I thought it was going to, just because you know I was I was still really busy um, training and working with sponsors and trying to you know figure out what we're going to do once everything starts going again. And then I was coaching and working, so it went by pretty fast. And then I had the esports stuff, so it was um, it was. A, I guess it was a kind of a nice break in a way because you got to you know really catch up on some other things but yeah it's just it feels normal uh so you were originally set for six races in indy pro 2000 this year with team bennick is that still the case or has the pandemic changed plans a little bit no the the pandemic has changed um things quite a lot on that front um uh, lost me a lot of sponsorships so just because you know it's it's tough right now for everybody so it's it's hard to justify the the budgets that it costs to, to go racing when a, you know when a company is suffering in other ways. So, unfortunately, um, the only race I have left with Indy Pro as of right now is the next Mid Ohio race. Um, mm-hmm. Past that, I I don't have anything else confirmed for the rest of the year. Okay, um, let's talk for a moment about the W Series. What was your reaction when you heard that W Series wouldn't be racing at all this year? And have you had any news yet about whether you'll still qualify for season two when it gets underway in 2021? Um, when I heard the news, I was obviously, you know, disappointed and, and bummed about it. But I really understand W Series predicament because, you know, they're dependent on the other series and both series were constantly changing schedules and then it, at the end it would be mostly in Europe with you know with TTM, but then that means we'd all have to come there and stay there. Mm. So we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be able to leave. And then there's all the testing procedures you have to go through. And that's quite expensive. And having so many drivers from so many different countries, it was just going to be like a logistical nightmare for them. So I completely understand their decision mm. and, and support it. I mean, obviously it stinks not to be on track, but um, yeah, I, I, I completely understand. And, you know, they're pushing forward to go into next year. Um, 
you know, we're, you're always hoping that you still get to have a seat for the next season. But I think right now everything is so uncertain that um, we can't, they can't confirm that everyone will, uh, will be carrying over to the next year. Mm. It also must have been a double sting when W Series was due to debut in America this year. How much were you looking yeah. forward to that round in Texas? Uh, very, very much so. And then uh, the worst is, is I, ha- you know, I had some friends and family that already bought tickets mm. to like to plane tickets to to be able to go to the race. So um, that was that was really unfortunate. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that you know next year we'll just kind of pick up where we left off and we'll be able to be with the USGP. And so speaking of last year, you had a very solid season um, with lots of points finishes and a podium in the non-championship race at Assen. What goals did you set yourself to build on that in season two? Uh, So for season two, focused on making sure I finish in the points every single race, no like big mistakes like I had last year where, you know, prevented me from finishing in the points every race. And then really focus on, you know, scratching into those top five finishes um, in, in all the championship points races and um, just basically continuing to develop myself as a driver and making sure that I vet all my weaknesses throughout the season so that way I continue to progress from start to finish just like I did last year. Um, and you mentioned as well that in the break obviously being kept busy with the eSports league that W Series has put together. How much have you enjoyed this opportunity to try something a little bit different? I remember a tweet you put out about mm. uh, getting used to Twitch and sim racing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been, it's been difficult because um, when you go, like, I think it's just been a little bit frustrating because when you go up against, like, Baitska, who's so good on a sim <laughs> and she has so much experience with it, you're like, being a competitive person, you're just like, ah, I want to just be as fast as you are. And, so that part has been like, it's, but it's, it's been great because I think having that new challenge and learning new things is super vital to keep growing as a human being and being able to deal with challenges on learning something new and kind of going back to square one and almost like being like a rookie, you know, and mm. having to learn and adapt through there and learning how to cope with the stress and cope with the frustration and so it was, it was nice and, you know, you get to simulate um, a lot of things that you would experience during a race weekend, like preparing yourself, going through your mentality, trying to keep yourself calm when you go into, because I feel like my heart rate when I first started e-racing, I was like, how is my heart rate this high right now going into qualifying and I am just sitting in the seat, I'm not even moving. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was different, but I, I really liked being able to, to try something new. Mm. That's quite. In, that's something I found quite interesting watching these esports races over the last few months. Is that from the outside, obviously, it looks like it uses a very similar skill set to driving a real car. You've still got the wheel and the seat and everything, but yeah, realizing that it is such a different skill, even for yeah. you know for a real life driver. What kind of in terms of like the feel of the car, like what kind of things are you missing uh, when you're sim racing? Uh, I guess, well, it it honestly depends how good of a sim you have. So if you've got, you know, more realistic wheel and pedals, then it becomes a bit, um, you can rely on the feedback of those a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you don't have something that's quite as realistic, then it, you know, obviously it becomes a little bit more difficult. But mostly with sim racing, you're so reliant on your vision that, and you don't have, you know, you don't have the the weight trash, you don't have the G-forces, you don't have the feedback of, your butt in the seat, right? So it's that it takes away so many other sensory things, and so it's really just based on like visual and maybe some audio. But 
it's uh, so it, in some ways it does really develop your your vision and learning how important it is to like look ahead through the corners and really pay attention to what you're focusing on. Um, but yeah, it's 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 difficult because it does take away a lot, but in the end, it it can give you uh, can train other things. Is that something that you um, so when you go back to racing full time? Do you think maybe the where it's taken away some of the senses? and you've had to rely on a vision a bit more, do you think you may have sort of developed those skills a little bit more to help on track? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely think that it, it can help with them. Um, because, you know, when you have everything available to you, all of your senses, you, like if you've heard of people that, you know, they, maybe they, they go blind or something, and then their sense of taste and touch is, like, you know, accentuated. So I think it's the same thing where you just you sharpen those senses when you take other things away. One of the highlights of the W Series Esports League so far has been seeing you all take on tracks you wouldn't normally be racing at, like Bathurst and <laughs> Which yeah, tracks have yeah. you enjoyed most so far? And are there any in particular you'd love to have a go at in a real car? Um, well, I'm for, I haven't made all of them because I've been having some races in real life because the ones that I did make, uh, a lot of them, I think, you know, we've driven Brands Hatch and we were going to drive Monza, but I think the one that we've driven that I would, and you know, we drove Spa, but I've driven Spa. So it's the ones that I was going to, the ones that I've missed are the ones that I haven't actually <laughs> been to. So I'm like, hey, but I did, uh, I did get to do Bathurst and I thought that was like, that was pretty cool. And I think in real life, you're gonna, it would be intense for sure, but I would, I would definitely like to give it a go. Um, you've also joined Shift Up Now as an ambassador this year. Can you tell us a little bit more about who they are and what your work with them has been? Um, yes, yeah, so Shift Up Now, I'm quite new to, to the whole organization, but basically it is a program that brings in ambassadors and then you can, you know, you help mentor and you they have junior ambassadors as well. And so it's just a group of women trying to, you know, encourage the presence in motorsports and have like a really strong support system. For those young ones coming up and using the knowledge and experience of other other people that have you know done it and then offering opportunities wherever they can however they can i mean they don't it's not like they have like it's not like they have all, a ton of money and they can just invest in your career but they they try to you know introduce you to people and get you the right connections in any way that they can and that they're still growing and developing and they're really sweet ladies so I think they uh, they found the, the their passion for racing later in life, <laughs> and um, they're just trying to you know make the, raise the numbers for women in motorsports, and it's a, it's a cool program to be involved with. And that's something you seem to be quite um, quite involved with is that kind of helping people up through motorsport. Like you said, you've been doing a lot of coaching. I've seen a lot on social media of you talking about the students that you've been helping out at kart tracks. Um, yeah. How yeah. yeah, how's that been? Oh, it's been great. Uh, I mean, I love coaching, especially like the young kids on, or even like I had my, my last one I just coached before I left was, uh, I think he's 67 years old. So <laughs> I just do the whole spectrum, whatever, you know, whatever works. And, um, at the end of the day, co you know, coaching is great because if you, what is it? Uh, I think it was Einstein. If you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it well enough yourself. Mm. So I think being able to coach, you honestly end up recognizing more detailed things and understanding things more when you're having to explain it and mm. you see it every day. So I think it's, you know, it, as much as I love coaching, it's, it honestly, it helps me just as much because it makes me, me better. It makes my communication better. So it's, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, as well as a driver, you're also an engineer. 
you've got a degree in mechanical engineering and you worked with the Renault F1 team last year as part of the Infinity Engineering Academy. How did you get into engineering? Did it come from your racing or did engineering come first? Um, I think they kind of grew together because, I mean, I did start racing, you know, karting when I was almost eight and, but I was already interested in math and science in the third grade is when I really like, really took to it. And so I think that's maybe about the same time. Um, and then I, I mean, racing obviously fosters that sort of curiosity and environment. So they just, they honestly, they just grew hand in hand and I, I kept pursuing both and kept enjoying school. I know it's a weird <laughs> thing to say, but <laughs> I did really like it. And um, yeah, just had some great professors, great teachers. And I think that obviously helps my interests as I, as I progress through, through school. Uh, can you talk us through some of the work that you did with Renault last year? Or are you under some sort of um, secret agreement for that? <laughs> I mean, I can tell you what I did, but I can't tell you details. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so last year I worked in the composites department and the suspension group. And so I was in charge of the rear top wishbone for this year's car. So the ones that's physically on the car, like the wishbone and the, and the end fittings are, is what I helped do um, at my time there. Mm. How amazing is it seeing the car going around on track, um, knowing that you had a part in making it? It's super cool. Like the, to have that experience and have it, you know, be like, I, it's a very small part of the whole thing, but to just be involved in some way and was, I mean, it feels great. And it also, I, I'm so thankful to Renault and to infinity for giving me the opportunity to be able to do that. And then, you know, trusting me and mentoring me through the process to make sure that, you know, everything was, was done up to their standards. And I got to learn so much along the way. Do you have moments when you see uh, Ricardo and Ocon going wheel to wheel on track thinking, no, don't break my wishbones? <laughs> it's okay. They've got plenty more, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a few questions from our fans uh, they wanted to put to you. Um, okay. The first one is, how much did you learn that can help you when you go racing from working somewhere as well-oiled as a Formula One team? Uh, I think it helps immensely because, you know, whether when you're a racing driver in some ways, you're kind of like, your own entrepreneur because you have to, you know, raise sponsorships. So you see it's, it needs to be run like a business. And when you go and work for a big company like infinity and you work with a well-oiled machine like Renault, then seeing, you know, what makes them successful in business also can help carry over in, into that as well as if I, you know, were to go work again full-time as an engineer, carrying over some of the practices that they introduced to me, I think is very valuable. Uh, before you were able to get back racing again, what kind of work and training were you able to do to keep on top of your game? Uh, during like during the shutdown? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, training, I trained at the gym until the gym shut down. <laughs> and then um, I was fortunate that uh, my in my dad's house, actually downstairs, they have like a little workout room. Mm. So there was like some equipment in there and that's that's where I did most of my training. And then, you know, I could still train on my bike and um i mean colorado's very outdoorsy so i could i could still go outside and maybe hike bike those sort of things and um i used my iron neck which was <laughs> super helpful because you can't drive so. um and then once certain things started opening up a bit more um i actually drove my shifter cart quite a bit to try and get back in driving condition and um one of my my best friend has a shifter cart as well so he would go out and, uh, and drive with me so that was that was great and other training, um, 
I guess that's that's mostly it. I have a spec Miata that when it run when it runs and when it's together and I can do, you know, some some car control stuff with that, but I don't have a car track to drive it on. So <laughs> that gets a bit interesting sometimes. So but it's it's mostly like the um and then I'll do some reaction training as well. I actually just got those blaze pods. Have you seen them? They're really, really I cool. So they're like you can use them for other sports too, but they're like just little round lights and they come with like um, suction cup mounts or strap mounts and you can mount them to things. So you can like form them in a, a specific formation and you, to touch the light, you have to like, it's just, the light comes on and you have to hit it to shut it off. There's so many things you can do with those and um, bring them into like other sports and they like uh, within the app, you can filter the, the type of drills based on what sport you're doing. Mm. And how many how many pods you have, and all, like what's your focus, and it's it's really cool. It's it's unique. I'm still getting like I'm still trying to figure out all the ways I can use them because it's just it's kind of overwhelming all the stuff you can do. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, what did you do on your school's Formula SAE team, and how useful of an experience was it? Uh, so I think at first. The first time I got involved with them, I was like, I was, I was like a freshman. So I was, you know, brand new, like just mostly trying to learn. And, um, I helped a tiny bit with sponsorship, but I was pretty busy racing. So I didn't get as involved as I would have liked to. And then later on in my, I think it was my junior, maybe it was my sophomore year. <laughs> I can't, it's so long ago. <laughs> um, with sophomore or junior year, I, um, I helped develop the shifting system. We went to paddle shifters mm-hmm. that year that we did a competition. Um, and then, uh, what else did I do? Oh, I did the engine, sorry, engine stuff sophomore year. And then the shifting system junior year. Senior year, I actually ended up dropping because I, I went into car racing in 2017 more. Mm. The first time, that was, the, that was my first year in cars. And I was trying to graduate. I was a senior. There was a lot going on. So I, I ended up not doing the last year in episode. Mm. must have been quite handy having someone who understands a car from you know the racing perspective as well as the engineering perspective yeah it can be it can be yeah (laughs) um and in terms of your future um obviously you've got your your driving career you've got your work as an engineer you're in the the road to indy at the moment and also uh, racing in europe at w series where do you where do you aim to go in um let's say five years time um, so I guess in five years, well, I can do three years In three years. My goal is to like, <laughs> like three year goal is to progress, obviously be able to finally do a full season in the new pro 2000 progress full season in Indy lights, and then eventually go to IndyCar. Hopefully by 2023 is that mm-hmm. that's the goal right now. Um, obviously still do W series, uh, for at least one more year. Uh, long, like, I mean, I don't know what, what's going to be available with that, but um yeah just just keep going and then the the engineering side of things i mean i'll I'll still be learning where i can and still helping out doing small jobs here and there but for right now because you know racing is very age dependent so you need to i need to kind of take advantage of that opportunity right now put all my focus into it and then if the three-year plan doesn't work out back to engineering (laughs) back to math and science (laughs) excellent that's all we've got time for today all the questions we have Thank you very much for joining us, Sabre. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Yeah, thank you for having me.
That's okay. Before we go, where can we next see you out on track? Uh, actually, next week uh, when IndyCar goes to Mid Ohio, we will be there with them and the MX5 Championship. So it's the seventh through the ninth, and mm-hmm. you can watch on IndyPro2000.com or on the Road to Indy app, and you can or follow all my social media channels. Um, it's Saber Cook or Saber Cook Racing on uh, on Facebook, and then you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as well. Excellent. Well, thank you again. Um, Yes, thank you for joining us, Sabra. I've been James no Matthews. Problem. You can find me on Twitter at James16Matthews. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you out on track. <laughs>